Welcome to the First Assembly of God podcast, a ministry of First Assembly of God in Greencastle, Pennsylvania, where we are passionately pursuing His will, His way. You can find out more about us on our website, greencastle-firstassembly.org. Now, let's dive into today's podcast. Today, I want to talk about perseverance. Perseverance, huh? How many had some perseverance this morning, waking up and looking out the window and saying, huh, do I brave it or do I stay home? And uh, perseverance, here's the definition. A continued effort to do or achieve something despite difficulties, failure, or opposition. I want to read that again. Perseverance, it's a continued effort to do or achieve something despite difficulties, failure, or opposition. I want to get some input. This is going to be a teacher response. I want to hear some feedback today, all right? We've got a little smaller crew. We can hear from you. So what are some other words or maybe other descriptions that you could use in place of perseverance? Maybe a kid say, oh, I don't understand perseverance. What would be another word or description of perseverance? Anybody out there? Persistence, there you go. Stick to itiveness, I like that. Stick to itiveness. In what? Intuition could be a part of perseverance, just sensing maybe a, the right direction, huh? Grit. Grit, oh, I like that one. Grit. Grit. Determination. Anybody else? I see all the wheels are spinning this morning. Grit. Isn't there an acronym for grit? I can't remember either. I know. I just thought grit. There is an acronym that goes along with that. So determination, persistence, stick-to-itiveness, grit. Um, Let's see if I wrote down any others. Tenacity. Huh? How about that one? Tenacity. Tenacious. Endurance. Endurance. Now, here's another question. Have you ever experienced an example of perseverance? Have you ever ex- experienced an example? You don't necessarily have to shout it out, but maybe just think in your mind. You, you've lived your life. What is an example? Uh, maybe playing sports. You know, maybe running. Um, when I, I, I used to run track as, as a high schooler. And I was more the sprint guy, so, you know, I didn't have to hit that wall. But there was a few times I had to do longer distance, and you would hit a wall when you're running. And it's like, am I going to push through the pain, or am I going to, you know, stop right here and just walk the rest of the way? Uh, Exercise, working out. All right, ladies or moms, labor pains, huh? How many had perseverance through labor, right? And you have your children there to... To remind you of the perseverance, pushing through the pain. When is perseverance the hardest? I want you to think about that. When is perseverance the hardest? Or maybe you could say, when is perseverance needed the most? Sometimes when it hurts the most. Or maybe when the pain or the pressure is at its pinnacle, right? You know, ladies, you're in that, you're in that labor process and it's, it's when it gets excruciating, when it's like you want to not push anymore, right? But that's when you're supposed to push. The nurse says push here, and, and you have to persevere, and you have to persist, and you have to be tenacious. 
God is calling each of us to live a life of faith that is willing to push through the pain for his promise. There's going to be painful moments. There's going to be times we go through. And God is calling us, church, to live a life of faith that is willing to push past, push past the painful moments, the tough moments, the times of pressure, the times of pain. We push past that. We push through that for the hope of his promise. Amen? Is that good news? Perseverance, pushing through the pain for the promise. Hebrews 10, this is our text today, starting with verse 19. It says this, And so, dear brothers and sisters, we can boldly enter heaven's most holy place because of the blood of Jesus. By his death, Jesus opened a new and life-giving way through the curtain into the most holy place. And since we have a great high priest who rules over God's house, let us go right into the presence of God with sincere hearts, fully trusting him. For our guilty consciences have been sprinkled with Christ's blood to make us clean. And our bodies have been washed with pure water. Verse 23, let us hold tightly without wavering to the hope we affirm for God can be trusted to keep his promise. Let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. And finally, verse 25, and let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. Let's pray. Jesus, help us today. Help us not just to hear your word, not just to read it. Help us to understand it. Holy Spirit, shine the light of your presence on your word that we might understand. And ultimately, most importantly, Lord, that we would obey. We would apply your word in our life, Lord Jesus. We would obey your teaching. We would obey your word today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Perseverance, pushing through the pain for the promise. How do I push through the pain for the promise? And that's the question we're going to ask and we're going to hopefully answer through God's word today. How do I push through the pain? Maybe you've, you've encountered a situation that you're, you feel like the pain is there, the pressure is there, the, the heat is there, and you, you, you have a decision to make. Am I going to push through the pain or am I going to give up? Am I going to give in? You know, temptation can be that pressure. You know, someone entices you or there's a temptation to do something and, and there's that pressure, there's that pain. Will you push past it and make the right choice or will you just give in and give up? All kinds of decisions facing us in our culture and society today and it's only going to get trickier to navigate. We need perseverance church we need to be able to make choices not based on the moment not based on a pressure or a pain but based on the promise that God has for us so how do I push through the pain how do I have a perspective that no matter what I'm going to keep my eyes on the promise that God has for me number one is this enter boldly into God's presence Enter boldly into his 
presence. How do we push through the pain? We need his presence. We need his presence. We need to enter boldly into his presence. I love how it says here in verses 19 to 22. It says, so dear brothers and sisters, we can boldly enter heaven's most holy place because of the blood of Jesus. If you just take the word for face value, what is it saying? We can boldly enter into heaven's most holy place because of the blood of Jesus. Verses 20 and 22 further give explanation of how this is possible for us. He says, by his death, Jesus opened a new and life-giving way through the curtain into the most holy place. It's an image. He's giving us a picture of the Old Testament tabernacle, right? It was a place of layers and boundaries, and there was specific rules and laws, and you couldn't enter here, you couldn't enter there, and only, well, you know, they have very specific laws and rituals, and not everyone had access into the most holy place in the tabernacle or in the temple, but what, if you fast forward to the New Testament, Jesus dying on the cross, Jesus rising from the dead, his blood washes our sin that we might have access into his presence. And since we have a great high priest, he says, who rules over God's house, let us go right into the presence of God with sincere hearts, fully trusting in him. Why? Because our guilty consciences have been sprinkled with Christ's blood to make us clean. And our bodies have been washed with pure water. What is this scripture teaching us? It's as followers of Jesus Our sins have been forgiven. We've been cleansed by his blood, his perfect spotless blood. He has granted us, he has given us access into the most holy presence of God. Whether you're gathered together or whether you're at home by yourself, you have access into the most holy presence of God because of what Jesus has done, not because of what I have done or anyone else, but because of what Jesus has done, we can now enter his presence with boldness, with confidence, with sincerity. In the Old Testament, access was limited and it was extremely cautious. The high priest had a rope tied around his ankle with bells on it so that when the bells stopped ringing, they would start yanking him out because he, he died in the presence. He got too close. He touched the wrong thing, you know. I didn't hear any bells when you walked in this morning. The bells are off. We have access. We come boldly into his presence. When you're driving in your car and you're going to a tough situation, maybe you're going to have a conversation or you're going to the hospital to pray with someone or you're going over to someone's house that you know you just feel a sense, I need to, I need to minister to them. And there's that there's that painful moment in the in the place of your car and you're wrestling and you're the word says go boldly into his presence. 
When you're driving your car, you can enter his presence right there in that moment and say, Jesus, I come in your presence. And Jesus, I ask you that you would invade this space with your peace, with your joy, with your strength, with your hope. Lord, give me direction today. Give me wisdom today. Sometimes we enter his presence with trepidation or we, we, with uh, maybe a little too much caution. Well, God, if it, if it could, if you, if you had the time, you know, you get a little, you know, but no, enter boldly into his presence. Be confident, trusting in him. He wants you to enter his presence. He's looking for people of faith, sincere hearts, fully trusting in him how do i push through the pain with perseverance today enter boldly into god's presence what does that look like for you what action step how how can you take a step in that direction today or this week what does it look like to enter boldly into his presence maybe it's just an attitude change or shift for you and say, you know, instead of just being, you know, just kind of, I'm going to, I'm just, Lord, I'm going to, when I spend time with you, Lord, or when I enter into prayer, I'm just going to, I'm going to believe and be bold that I'm in the presence of God. That God, through his son Jesus, has cleansed me, that I can stand in his presence. I can be in his presence. Or maybe for you, it's, it's saying, you know, I haven't had times where I'm in his presence and maybe it's just on Sunday or maybe it's just on this or, but I'm going to take time and I'm going to I'm going to get in my secret place and I'm going to get into his presence it doesn't have to be a fancy building it could be a closet it could be your your office chair it could be your car it could be your bathroom all right parents sometimes that's the best place the kids are going you know you lock yourself in the bathroom and you just spend time in his wherever it is that you can access the presence of God. How do I push through the pain with perseverance today? Number two, hold tightly to the hope of God's promise. Hold tightly to the hope of God's promises. Verse 23, the writer says, let us hold tightly without wavering to the hope we affirm. For God can be trusted to keep his promise. I'm sure we've all had people not keep their promises. Maybe friends or family member, maybe a spouse, maybe a past relationship, but someone didn't keep their promise. And maybe we have a hard time trusting, but we can trust God. He keeps his promise. Isn't that good news? As followers of Jesus, we are to hold tightly to the hope of God's promises. What are his promises? I just listed a few of them. God has promised us salvation from our sins. God has promised us new life. God has promised us the power and the presence of his Holy Spirit. God has promised us e eternal Life, isn't that a good promise we need today? When you're, when you're fearful or you turn on the news and all they're talking about is death and death and you're going to get this and you're going to die and everyone's going to die. The promise of eternal life gives us hope, yeah. gives us peace. doesn't matter. Hey, 
Maybe I will die. Maybe I'll get, you know. But the promise, the hope of eternal life. God has promised us that he is preparing a place for us to be with him forever. God has promised us that he wins no matter what. God's promises ultimately, the Bible says, are yes and amen in Jesus Christ. How do I push through the pain? How do I persevere in these days? I hold tightly to the hope of his promises. They are true. They are yes. They are amen in Jesus. And so when the pain gets tough, when the pressure gets hot, when the moment gets difficult, hold tightly to his promises. No matter how difficult life may get, hold tightly to hope. No matter how fearful everyone around you might get, hold tightly to hope. No matter if you lose all of your worldly possessions, hold tightly to hope. Hold tightly to the hope of God's eternal promises. Number three, how do I push through the pain with perseverance today? Motivate one another to love and good works. Motivate one another to love and good works. Verse 24, he says, let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. One another, one of my favorite phrases and one of the verses the phrases in the scripture that it's over and over in the new testament one another love one another care for one another be kind to one another be mindful of one another over and over the new testament is talking about the one another's the alone of in the greek the one another's over and over and over again why why is it so important why why is it so adamant that we be mindful of those around us because faith in Christ is not to be a self-absorbed life. We live in a very self-absorbed system and culture and society, but that's not how we're to live our, out our faith. We're to be mindful of our brothers and sisters. We're to be always caring and mindful of our brothers and sisters all around us. The writer of Hebrews instructs us very specifically to think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. Not just motivate one another, but think of ways. What are ways that I can motivate someone to love and good works? And as I was thinking, thinking maybe as a parent, you know, how do I motivate my kids? Or maybe your teacher, how do I motivate my students? Or, or the, in your workplace as a boss, how do I motivate my employees? How, what is the one of the best ways to motivate someone to do something? Is it just to yell at them? I know some parents, that's our default, like, just do that. Just cause that. That's what I said, that's what I told you. Or, or, no, wait, oh, I got it wrong. What is it? Because that's because I said so. Because I said so. That's right. You, you lead with authority. That's my, you know, I'm your parent. You, but what's, you know, sometimes that can work partially. But what's the best way? What is one of the best ways? To lead by example. Right? So I just, you know, say, hey, take out the trash. You know, you do that to it. You see them, like, 
You, they see you taking out the trash. They see you doing something. And, and then when you ask them, okay, well, dad does it or mom does this. So how do we motivate one another to love and good works? It's not just telling people, hey, you need to be more loving. You need to do more good works. It's setting an example. How can I give an example? How can I be more loving in my interactions? How can I be more thoughtful of those around me and not just pointing the thing well I just wish they would do I just wish they would be more of this or I wish they would be more like that I wish it starts with me how can I set that example if I want others to be loving I need to first be loving myself if I want others to show love to others I need to first show love to others myself if we get that wrong or mixed up then we just become like the pharisees who are really good at pointing fingers right oh man he's not doing that he's not doing it. and they weren't living it out themselves and so jesus what he tell them he's like you guys are like whitewashed tombs you might look good on the outside but on the inside there's nothing but bones how do I push through the pain? How do I push through with perseverance today? Motivate each other to love and good works. We need each other. We need each other. And that leads me to the last point today is this. Number four, meet together regularly with the family of God. How do you push through the pain? How, how do you serve with perseverance? Verse 25 says, Let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. Do you believe that his return is drawing near today? I do. I believe his return is drawing near. And as followers of Jesus, together we are part of the family of God. I love that image. I love that picture. I love that phrase, the family of God. We're not like the corporation of God. We are incorporated by Jesus Christ. We are the family of God. We are the building blocks with the foundation of Christ himself, right? He's formed us into his body is another image that Paul uses, the body of Christ. That image is important because every part of your body is necessary, you know? Your eyes are important, your arms are important, your feet are important, your toes, your fingers, everything's important. Everything has value, everything has a purpose. When we come together, we are the family of God. We are all members of his body. We were not designed to live in isolation. And we are not to practice our faith in isolation. God has designed us. He has empowered us. He's purposed for us to meet together regularly as the family of God. Will things come up? Absolutely. You know, today's a crazy weather and you know, I'm not saying this because people aren't here, but in, in the principle, like, we need to have the mindset that we want to gather 
together. Because you know what? It's only going to get harder to gather as a family of God. There's only going to be more pressure like, well, you're not doing the responsible thing. You should kind of all be separate and you might be spreading. Like, If you go down that logic, we're never going to meet ever together again. And then we're going to be disobeying his word. And we're not going to be living out our faith like he's asked us to. We come together. We worship him. We come together to hear from his word. We come together to Pray for one another. Encourage one another. That's what it says. It says, don't neglect meeting together as some people do, but encourage one another. We come together to celebrate the Lord's Supper together. We come together to serve one another. We are the family of God. We are the family of God. We're grateful for technology, and we're grateful that we can connect virtually at times and in certain occasions, or if we're not feeling well, or maybe we're away, or we're, I'm grateful that we have that opportunity, but may it never be a replacement for gathering as the family of God. In China, it's illegal to gather and worship corporately. Unless you follow the state laws and rules and you have established churches and state churches. Does the Chinese church just not meet together? No, they meet together at the threat of imprisonment or their life. They have to be creative and secretive and they have to meet, but they, they meet. The church in China is expanding and exploding. Because they know that God's called us to meet together. And that's a part, that's how we persevere in these times. That's how we grow together in these times. How do I push through the pain of, with perseverance? How do I get to the promise that God has for me? Meet together with the family of God regularly. Krista comes up, close with just a simple story. Maybe some ladies will relate to this story. I was like, Krista, can I share this? She's like, sure. So we have three children, right? So Anna and Emily, they were actually, Anna and Emily were both born Chambersburg Hospital, and we lived in Chambersburg at the time, and uh, Krista experienced the blessing of the epidural. How many ladies have experienced the blessing of the epidural, Right? So Anna and Emily, was, their labors were a different experience, okay? And then we had our third child, and before his labor, you know, I, I forget all the specifics of it, but basically the long story made short is there was no epidural involved. <laughs> and as I talk, thought about perseverance, I remember the moment in labor when Krista looked at me with those eyes like, I don't know if I can push anymore. And I was, I was scared to death. It was like, uh, you can't stop pushing, you know. <laughs> no, this is where, no, you have to push. But thinking inside like, what if, what if she can't push anymore? What if, what, what do you do? What happens? They just rush you in. And, I mean, it, I was, it was like a moment of like, uh, I don't know what to do. 
but the Lord was gracious and gave her strength and she pushed through that pain and she got through that hardest part and, and Caleb popped out. Ta-da! Red hair. He had a full fiery head rare, red hair when he was born. Man. But perseverance, pushing. There's times in life where you're at that moment, you're like, I don't know if I can go anymore. I don't know if I can do anything. I don't know if I can, you know, pray anymore. I don't know if I, serving God's worth it. Push through the pain. Well, there's so much pressure. My job saying this, and they're saying that. If I don't do this, or I do that, push through the pain. Well, my family's saying this, and they're push through the pain. Perseverance. Because why? Because there's a promise on the other side. There's a baby we got to hold in our arms. And once we held him, he didn't even think about the pain. He didn't think about the, what we just experienced. It was just like, oh, isn't he so cute? He'll take the pictures. And, oh, he's just, all the endorphins kick in. You know, you just, no more pain. The pain is gone. Why am, I, why am I telling the story? Like, I know how that experience. She's like, let me tell it. Let me tell you the real story. Let me tell you the unedited, unabridged version here, all right, man? So I'll tell my male version of the story, right? It was very painful. It was very painful for me, so. But I pushed through the pain. Just kidding. Perseverance. Pushing through the pain. In life, you'll have moments and faith you'll have moments and circumstances you'll have moments God's given us some tools we enter boldly we his presence brings peace it brings power we hold on to his promises we know what he's promised us the enemy can't take that away from us we motivate others to, to do the right thing and to love others and to say the right thing we, we lead by example we meet together, we encourage one another, we pray for one another, we, we find that we're all in this together. It's not just me, it's not just you, it, we're in this together. We are the family of God, we need each other. Maybe today you're joining us online. and But I want to remind you, we need you too. And the Lord's designed that, yes, sir, there's times we gather online. I'm, I'm grateful that today could be one of those times and occasions. But may it not be a pattern where, well, I'm just going to, because it's convenient, because it's comfy, because I can just stay in my PJs. May it not just be something every week, every week I'm just virtual only. An occasion, yes, absolutely. But find, get in a place with the family of God. Whether you live, maybe you don't live around here, find a place where you can gather with the family of God. It's so important, it's so vital. God will give us the perseverance, the ability to push through the moments where it's hardest might not doesn't always mean there won't be consequences or you won't feel the pain sometimes you'll feel the pain sometimes there will be consequences but we push through those for the promise 
of what God has promised to us. And God keeps his promises. Amen. Jesus, would you help us today? Give us that persevering spirit, Lord Jesus. Give us, Lord, that tenacious spirit, that tenacity, that stick-to-itiveness, that persistence, the endurance, Lord Jesus. Lord, that when it gets hard, when it gets painful, when it gets challenging, Lord, that you'll, you'll empower us by your spirit to say, it's not over. I'm keeping my eyes on the promise. I'm going to enter boldly into his presence. I'm going to hold tightly to his promises. I'm going to encourage others. I'm going to set an example to love others and to share the love of Jesus with others. I'm going to meet regularly with the family of God and be encouraged and be inspired and serve others with my gifts. I'm going to worship together and celebrate Jesus together. Jesus, help us. Give us the perseverance, Lord. Thank you for your promises. Thank you for the hope that we have in you, Jesus. We thank you for it. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Would you stand with us this morning as Krista leads us?
Jesus' name. If you're near someone, or even if you're not, if you get, you just lay a hand on someone's shoulder today. I'll lay my hand on Kale's shoulder. We're going to just pray, closing a word of prayer, and just encourage someone today. Yeah, there you go. Just go. There you go. It's all right to get out of your pew. I know, just take the chains down. You're okay. Seatbelt off. Jesus, we thank you for today. We thank you for our brothers and sisters. Lord, we're grateful for them. Lord, we pray your blessing on them, their family. Jesus, we thank you, Lord, that you have given us the blessing of the family of God. Lord, if they're going through something today, Lord, that you'd encourage them, help them. Guide them, direct them, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus, that you would just bless them today. Lord, I, I just say thank you for their life. Thank you for who they are. Thank you for the call and the, the gifts that you've placed in them. Jesus, would you just motivate them to love and to good works. Jesus, would you help them to enter boldly into your presence? Jesus, would you help them to hold tightly to your promises? And Lord Jesus, I'll be blessed that we can meet together regularly to fellowship and worship you, Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you today. Thank you so much for coming on this wintry Sunday. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. If you haven't done so yet, please take a moment to subscribe to this podcast and share it with those you know. Our prayer is that you will find true and lasting life in a relationship with Jesus and that you will live to do His will, His way, for His glory.